Welcome to another episode of Said Your Nan, a podcast tackling the stigma of men's mental health. Proudly presented by On The Men Charity. My name is James. And my name is Stuart. We're just two guys that got together to raise awareness on men's mental health. During these episodes, we will talk about important issues facing men and their mental health. We are by no means professional and the opinions in this podcast are our own, but please feel free to join in the conversation. Each episode will see us discuss different topics to help everyone better understand the ways that men deal or don't with their mental health. Overall, our aim is to get people talking. How's it going? You alright? I am alright, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a little while, hasn't it? It has. We've um, we were supposed to release this last Monday, um, but we didn't because we've been busy and <clears throat> there's been a lot going on in both our work lives at the moment. And that's quite apt, really, considering this episode is about work life balance. So we are about a week behind. We are, yeah, a little bit gutting because it would have been nice to have finished uh, season one with that kind of week on week on week uh, release schedule. But as you say, life gets in the way. And uh, yeah, we've both been pretty full on, haven't we? Yeah, and you have to kind of recognise, and we'll talk about it more in the rest of the episode, that you know you have to make a decision sometimes as to what is more important and how you act on it. And for us, I think it's been to stop for a minute, just take a step back from the amount of effort we were putting into just about everything and balance it out a little bit. So it's good. It's good, though, because you know we've got this is the last episode of season one, um, we've got some fun stuff coming up in season two, some hopefully some new guests and stuff. So I think, you know, this is a nice, comfortable way to end the season. It is, it is. And we are already deep in to season two. <laughs> You'll like it deep, don't you? <laughs> indeed, indeed. <clears throat> oh dear, for that emergency inch. Right, let's uh, let's make a start. <laughs> and nobody else will understand anyway. that so let's just leave that hanging my week well um <laughs> all weekend week, it's, been, it's been we've had a double amount of time to uh to do stuff so what's been going on it's we have indeed, your life, indeed. James? um it's just been hectically busy at work and i mean it's been good don't get me wrong i kind of had this renewed um passion for it over the last couple of weeks in terms of really moving things forward you know i didn't feel so much like it was groundhog day and we've actually uh you know, made a dent in stuff, which is really, really good. Um, so loving that. A lot of other stuff has gone by the wayside. So, you know, certainly haven't been down the gym as much as I would have liked. Um, the diet's a little bit upsy-daisy, but still on the alcohol. So that's good. How long now? Uh, I am fast approaching three months. I mean, it's I'm on the cusp. And uh, if you <laughs> want an exact, an exact I do. number... So as of 8 o'clock on the 20th of the 2nd, I am 2 months, 29 days, 17 hours, 22 minutes. So Amazing. I I would clap, but I'm pretty certain it would sound like I was doing something else the other side of the phone. And I'm not that excited, right? But I am impressed. Yeah. Um, No, you could could save that for later. Um, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, really good work. I mean, it's it's, Um, it's been fun watching you kind of um, thrive at this because you've been quite driven by it and excited by it and and it's i think yeah you should be proud of it well done 
Good work. No, I am. Thank you. Yeah. And I've Good got to work. say, the old non-alcoholic out, uh, beverages are a godsend. So as we speak, mm. I am sitting here sipping a Guinness Zero at the moment. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> does the job, eh? It does indeed. Yes, indeed. No. Good on you. Well, so well, how's yeah. your week been anyway? Weeks? Yeah. So same, same again. Busy. Uh, last weekend, I went out into London with my other half, which was nice. Um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying, but she'd never been on a tube before, which was amazing. Um, so she did that. Couldn't believe that you could just get on and get off and travel around London so freely, so easily and so cheaply, which was good. Um, plus took her on the Thames Clipper as well. Not a euphemism. Um, and, uh, yeah, went onto the, onto the Thames, which was quite nice. Really good day. Really good day. Lovely, lovely weather for, for a change. It's been so cold. Um, and then this week, uh i have had a bit of a cold a bit poorly but got over that now and just getting on with life mate so work's been busy a couple of changes but i'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks um but yeah all good all good excellent excellent so as we've been so uh so rubbish in terms of keeping it our schedule for the last couple of weeks in terms of this podcast let's uh Let's have a, a foray into today, to today's episode, which uh, we're going to talk about work-life balance. <laughs> How apt. Indeed, indeed. Um, uh, uh, to be fair, I'll, I'll open this one up by going, I am bloody awful when it comes to work-life balance. I'm an absolute nightmare. And I'm sure you can attest to how bad I am at this. Um but on the flip side of that, I guess us doing the research and, and reading into this a bit more has made me think more which i think has also helped me in the last couple of weeks in terms of how i've got that kind of renewed drive for it i think a lot of this stuff that we've we've read up and spoken about while we were building this episode out has made me really stop and think that's good because you are awful <laughs> i really am <laughs> i am well i think i think we both are i think it's more noticeable with yourself because but, you know, without going too deep too deep into it, is you do have a habit of taking control of a lot of stuff and wanting to do stuff because if you do it, you know it's going to get done the way you want it done. And I think you find it hard to step away from that, which causes you to then spend more time during your day dealing with stuff that doesn't give you the opportunity to just step back for a little bit and, you know, chill out, especially when it comes to starting early in the morning, finishing late at night and not actually getting that time with your family like you should do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm not. Um, I'm certainly not a control freak, but I do have That's not what I um, meant. very, yeah. very high standards, and uh, I, I absolutely live to work, and I shouldn't do. I should work to live. Well, I, yeah, and I think that's an interesting statement because actually, I don't think it really. Well, it does matter. It's really it's been treading on eggshells here a little bit, but my my opinion is is you kind of do what makes you happy, and and I'm a worker. I actually enjoy working. So yep. probably much like yourself is like, I find it hard to switch off from work because I'm, I'm at my happiest when I'm just bang, 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 mm. getting on with it and just doing what I need to do. Steady. Um, <laughs> yes. Such an end. Um, mm. But so I think it, it does depends from person to person, but for me, um, you know, I enjoy work. So, so yeah, I don't know if you're the same. I, I, I hazard to guess you are a little bit the same. Um, but sometimes it's okay to enjoy your work, and actually that's a good thing. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, hence why it, it would be rude of me not to do a Sejanan episode without me talking about my holiday. 
Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> that. That's why I literally went for the whole of last year without taking any annual leave and ended up with a whole year's worth of holiday to take in December. Well, all right for Sam. Well, yeah. <laughs> just don't do it again this year right so you, in fact actually on that you have booked a holiday have you not yes yes i have yet going away with the family later this year looking forward to that got a week away scheduled uh first time we've done it in a few years so that will be really nice um yeah looking forward to it looking forward to it and then al- already kind of looking about if there's anything else i can get scheduled for later in the year so uh watch this space <laughs> you're already on holiday in your head yeah, no, not at all, not at all. I've got to earn, got to earn the spending money first. <laughs> too right. Oh, right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's crack on with today's subject. As we've already been waffling on for nearly ten minutes. Um. So, work life balance. Let's let's have a little chat about the uh, the facts and figures. Um. And then you know, I we interestingly uncovered a bit of a. Uh, a way of thinking about work-life balance we want to share with you. Um, so we'll come on to that. So I guess to start off with, looking at some of the research that's been done, um, research highlighted that one in two UK employees admit that their work regularly eats into their personal life, um, which I guess is interesting, right? Because, you know, you look at what we've been through over the last couple of years with the pandemic and, you know, people having to work from home, that's probably blurred the lines for a lot of people. Um, if if obviously you were lucky enough to kind of keep your job through that period as well. I'm obviously mindful that a lot of people didn't. Um, but that's that's changed the dynamic. I think the, the technology has changed the dynamic as well. If you look back a couple of years ago, you know, Teams was very much in its infancy, whereas now it's probably one of the biggest tools that's used on a daily basis in the organization you know is it still second to email i don't know anymore you know i probably spend more times on team messages and teams calls than i do responding to emails nowadays yeah it seems to be like a much easier way to communicate because you can get instant responses from people and the fluency of work is still there isn't it so you just carry on and you know you can jump into Teams, write a message, jump back out and carry on doing what you're doing. And if somebody wants you, they can just ring you and pretty much the phone's there. It's You're very readily available, aren't you? You are. Um, the downside to it, I, and this is just my personal experience, is you know your day gets filled up with meetings. So people are looking at your diary and go, there's a free slot, I'll book a meeting in. And before you know it, you're on back-to-back calls from eight in the morning till six at night. When do you actually get time to do your day job? Yeah, and you people you sit there started, in the evening. Yeah, people have started doing, you know, fifty-minute or twenty-minute calls now, which is quite good. So they're giving a gap between each of the meetings because I think they realise that there are more and more meetings being thrown in day after day because of it's it's all virtual now as opposed to the face-to-face stuff we used to have. So you're getting more people going. If you're going to book a meeting, please leave five ten minutes to the end to avoid overlap and that helps a little bit because there's nothing worse I mean today I spent you know my first call was at uh, 12 o'clock and they just rolled in back to back until four you know it's the whole afternoon's gone and I've I've literally sat at my desk in that entire time you know I haven't had a drink I haven't got up off my 
chair it's just gone one into the other and it's i think more people need to start adopting that you know that shorter shorter meeting side well and actually stick to it because that's that's another thing i've found over the last year you know um it's all great to go we practice that kind of mentality but then you've got to rely on those calls actually finishing on time and people sticking to it well, they don't do they? because the people just get engrossed in their conversations and you often yeah. see that you have five minutes left of your meeting and then 20 minutes later, you're like, I've really got to drop off on my next call. And it's, I find that quite uncomfortable personally, like going, oh, sorry, guys, I've got to drop off because people are usually in the throes of chatting and you're writing into a little corner going, oh, by the way, sorry, I've got to drop off everyone. And you just kind of disappear and jump onto the next one. Mm. So not only have you left it five minutes over, you're five minutes late for your next call. And it becomes, it does make you feel a little bit anxious or uncomfortable. Well, anxious dropping off a call and anxious because you're late to your next call and you've got people waiting for exactly. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. there has to be a change. There has to be more of a change in organisations to understand that. Places do do it. Yeah. I do see it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So what about this one? More than two thirds, so 67% in this survey, said the ability to allocate whatever time they choose to work and personal activities was important for them. All oh, right. So this is as in like people wanting to be able to spread their day out and be flexible throughout their day. Yeah. So they could, you know, drop something at two o'clock and go and quickly do something personal and then run back up and carry on with work afterwards. And maybe work later yeah. into the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which a lot of people yeah. do do, you know. I, I was working with a management consultancy company last year and the guy I was working with, uh, his email signature had a line at the very bottom and it said, uh, at this, I won't name the organisation, um, we encourage our employees to work flexibly. So uh, if I send you an email very early in the morning or late in the evening, please don't feel you have to respond at that time. No, that's good. Yeah. I thought that's quite cool. Yeah. Because it used to be seen, didn't it, that people would look at that statement and email at one o'clock and then you'd get a negative response about the organisation that that person worked for. It'd be like, what are they doing making their person work until one? Why do they feel like they have to work until one o'clock in the morning and send that email or whatever it is? But actually, <clears throat> some people work flexible enough to be able to to do that and they're actually quite comfortable with their work-life balance because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and it's interesting, right? So it kind of links into the next point. So two-thirds, 66% of respondents intend to make changes to improve their current work-life balance are looking for employers to offer a solution. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like, I, I do find this quite interesting, this one. Um, people do want to make a change. People do want to make their work-life balance better. And I think a lot of people will look towards the employer because the onus kind of sits on the expectation of a person's contract. So if you're working nine till 5.30, then that employer kind of needs to help make that solution workable with whatever their business is, whatever they choose to do and whatever availability their staff have to have. So it's hard for an employee to go, oh, I want to work nine till three or whatever time they want to work or whatever they want to do it when it doesn't fit in line with what the business requirements are. So you have to go back to the business and say to them, we really need you to help us understand how our work-life balance can be better, mm. you know, to work together to ensure that we, we, we can do this. So I think that employees do have a responsibility, not completely. I mean, they don't have to do anything, right? You know, this depends on what kind of employee you've got. But if you've got an employee, an employer that wants to support and help their employees, 
and they want to help their work-life balance situation, well, surely you're going to end up with better, more efficient, happier employees doing a better job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, most of most of our listeners will probably be, there's a, there's a website called Glassdoor. Um, and Glassdoor um, <clears throat> gives you surveys or allows you to fill out a survey about what you think or your current and previous employer and how you rate the work environment and a number of different other uh, things. So um, for Glassdoor, they surveyed 2017 UK full-time members of staff and they found that 35% uh, believe a healthy balance of work and life is not possible within their current role. I mean, it's quite a big number. It is. Does it, does it give any more detail around it? No, no, you'd have to go and read the review. So that's uh, it's, the review was done by Harvard Business Review in January uh, 22. So a little yeah. while ago. But um, well, it's still, yeah, still regular yeah. enough, isn't it? Re- you know, recent enough. And, and I mean, interestingly, eight out of 10 stated that work-life balance would be key when looking for their next role. Yeah. So it's obviously a big thing at the moment. And I'm not, you know, I guess I'm not looking actively at job adverts and stuff, but it would be interesting to see whether that's something that's called out now as part of uh, part of recruitment campaigns, you know? Yeah, well, you know, recently, obviously, I went for another job and, you know, three, four months ago and, and actually didn't even particularly come up in the conversation from my employer's side. But one of the questions I did ask my new employer was, is what are your thoughts around how, you know, I go about doing my work? I mean, is it for you? Or you just get the job done, whatever hours you do or however you work is up to you. You've got to do what you mm-hmm. need to do. Just get the work. Is that kind of how you work? And they were like, yeah, look, you know, at the end of the day, just as long as you're doing what we need you to do and we're, you're providing the service we're contracted to provide to our clients and you're available and you're needed to be, then, you know, what you do with that is kind of, you know, down to yourself. That's good. I mean, when I interview people, one of the things I always ask is, you know, what do you do outside of work? I, you know, I always make this point of saying, you know, we we work in a a stressful, fast paced environment. What do you do to kind of let off steam of an evening and a weekend, you know, that lets you release from work? So I'm always interested to hear what people say. Yeah, because everyone's extremely different because you've got things like going to the gym, haven't you? You've got people that you know, will play games, you know, they'll do gaming and so on and so forth. So I think there's probably quite a lot of different things that people really do throw themselves into. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Netflix. Interestingly, something I've started doing recently, which uh, is interesting. So I, we've got a bit of a challenge going on at the moment at work where we're doing an, an office to office virtual walk. Um, nice. And it's a, large large number of miles as a team of i think it's 10 of us now doing it um so if i've got an hours long call i'll chuck my earpods in and i'll walk while i'm on the call so i'll go and leave the house go for a you know three mile walk for that hour's call and it works really well that's good for your brain at the same time though isn't it that's kind of giving you a do you know what just chill out a little bit you know, focus on focus on getting some adrenaline moving around your body. Make sure you get your chemicals flowing, and 
and it probably takes your mind a little bit off the stress of dealing with certain things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that um, that graphic I sent you the other day. You know, you can think creative creative ideas. You know, come a lot more free flowing when you're walking than when you're sitting at a desk. That is true. Because when you sat at a desk, I think, or I find that when you're sat at a desk and you're focusing on your screen and you're focusing on what you're doing, you, you don't have anything else to do other than that. And you you it's hard to put your your focus anywhere else. Yeah. And if you take yourself away from the screen and you go downstairs and, I don't know, make a cup of coffee or whatever, you break that cycle and your concentration goes a little bit. And the thing is, when you're walking... And you're still doing work is you're you're combining two things that are good for you, you know. It's helping your brain. Mm. Well, I think it does anyway. It certainly helps mine. You know, I know we're all different, but yeah. Um, I kind of our, I guess, our walk and talks work. They do, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think the other thing I'm interested in is you know, it's kind of easy for us to sit here and talk about our experience being, you know, working for um, IT MSPs and being in that flexible working model, I wonder how work-life balance impacts retail workers or, you know, uh, people that work in hospitality and things like that. I guess it's still still there. It's just different. Especially with the different shift patterns in retail and hospitality. You look at a lot of retail yeah. is open sort of eight till eight nowadays or nine till nine. So you've got people that are shifting patterns for whatever work they're doing then you've got people in hospitality that naturally are working later into the evening right through to 11 o'clock at night and that might that might suit certain people that might be exactly what people need to get that perfect shift of work and life especially if you're working in a pub for example you've got the majority of your day free and you might work in the evening from sort of five to eleven so you've kind of been able to have a day when all the shops are open and your friends are around or whatever, and you can go and do stuff. And then in the evening you go and socialize and, and work, you know, work pretty hard in a pub. Um, you know, is that better for some people? I guess it is, you know, mm-hmm. some people do that type of job for that reason, but it's got to be, there's got to be a lot of different ways that people react to stuff like this. And, you know, we're very, I think we're very fortunate to a degree. I mean, you and I have both done our retail days, haven't we? You know, we we've both done the, yeah. Yeah, eight in the morning till ten o'clock at night, selling tellies and fridges or whatever you know. It's and computers and and all sorts of different things. And we're lucky enough now to be in jobs that are essentially you know eight till six, or they're yep. off some sort of variation <clears throat> with our weekends free. And that that for me was a giant change. Getting my weekends mm. free made the difference. It didn't happen Definitely. for so long. So no, 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 no. It's uh, it's a bit weird when you suddenly get them back, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, if there's anybody out there that wants to, uh, you know, drop us a line, be interested to know what your kind of work-life balance is like yourself in different sectors, um, you know, and how that works for you. Yeah, get drop, um, dropping us, um, dropping us messages on Instagram or Facebook, anywhere you can find a way to get contact to us. You know, their socials are at the end of this, but um, you know, drop us an email, anything, just get in contact. It, you know. It's stuff that, you know, when we re- do recaps and we talk about this, it'd be really good to reflect back on previous episodes and get other people's opinions on stuff. So uh, I want to move on and I want to talk about this uh, <clears throat> work-life balance, right, and the the model that uh, in theory helps, 
Right, and again, interested to know what people think of this, so I'll talk it through, and then uh, then we'll kind of just sum up at the end. So, research suggests that there is no one-time fix for work-life balance, right? Um, it's more of a continuous cycle, um, because over time, your circumstances and your priorities change and evolve. So, uh, for those of you that listen or, that are in uh, IT, um, it's very similar to ITIL continuous improvement cycle, you know, the old plan, do, check, act cycle. So within the uh, work-life balance cycle, it's made up of five distinctive steps and we'll, we'll have a little chat about each one. So the first one, pause and denormalize. Then you've got pay attention to your emotions, then reprioritize, uh, consider your alternatives and implement the change. Right, so, so what does that mean? Uh, pause and denormalize, right? So when you're in the thick of it, take a step back and ask yourself some key questions. Uh, what's currently causing me my stress uh, or my unbalance or dissatisfaction? How are these circumstances affecting how I perform in my current job? Uh, how are they impacting my personal life? What am I prioritizing? Uh, what am I sacrificing? And what is getting lost in the middle? Um, taking that mental pause and acknowledging those factors is kind of the first step in being able to start tackling uh, what you're going through. Yeah, I think until you understand it yourself, like you say, it's like this, that, hi, my name's Stuart, I'm an alcoholic. And you've sat there and gone, oh, this is... I know what my problem is. I'm now going to attack it. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Like, actually, what is, what is the problem? Where is my stress coming from? How can I identify it and what can I do to address it? Yep, absolutely. Which, which kind of leads into the next point. So paying attention to your emotions, right? So once you've kind of taken that step back and had a look at those points um, and you've kind of increased your awareness of your current situation, look at how it makes you feel. So, you know, kind of ask yourself, do you feel energized, fulfilled or satisfied? Or are you feeling angry and resentful and sad in the situation you're in? Um, again, in this Harvard Business Review, uh, one respondent described his realization that his current work-life balance or lack of it was endangering some pretty negative, sorry, engendering. Interesting word, engendering fisher them some pretty negative emotions <laughs> if anyone picks up on that i'll be quite impressed yeah i i, I mentioned it, it. I'll, I'll, no no i'll explain it that's fine we were having a deep conversation the other day about a uh an interesting <laughs> um interview on television um so yeah look at your emotions how it's making you feel the situation you're in you know, are you feeling really energized and satisfied? Um, so back to my point, I guess, you know, looking at me as an individual, when I'm in the thick of it, muck and bullets flying around everywhere, I am feeling energized and really satisfied on what I'm doing. Um, so once you've taken that step back, um, then you've looked at your emotions and how that makes you feel. Your next step is to look at how you reprioritize. So, uh, kind of increase your awareness and think about how you put things in perspective and just 
think about how your priorities need to be adjusted. So ask yourself, out of everything you're currently dealing with, what are you willing to sacrifice? And for how long for? Um, if you've been prioritising work over family, ask yourself, why do I feel it's important to prioritise my life in that way? What's what's my end game? What's it going to get me? And how long is that going to take? Is it really necessary? Is it really inevitable? Um, what regrets do I already have? And what, if any, regrets uh, will I have if I continue along this path? And that's an interesting one for me. So, um, you know, I think we were talking a few episodes ago about, um, you know, letting life pass you by. And, and for me, like I look back to when, you know, my two sons were growing up. I was putting a lot of hours in at work and a lot back then I was traveling all over the country away three nights a week. Plus there's, there's a finite amount of time you have with kids, you know, when they're growing up and it almost feels like a bit of a missed opportunity at this point. So, you know, being more actively around with, with Jody growing up is a big important thing for me. And that's part of that reprioritization. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, your life changes. Your prices mm. change. Yep. Yep. Okay, right. So then we look at, you've reprioritized, you then consider your alternatives. So have a sit and think about uh, the aspects of your work and life that could be different that would help you align with your own personal priorities. So, for example, are there parts of your job you'd like to see changed? Um think about how much time you want to spend with your family or on your hobbies um or even as we were talking about in a previous episode write down everything you're doing on a daily basis and look at how much time you have left you know because sometimes you've got a lot more time than you actually think you've got hmm, um, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's very, that is very true that is very true especially if you look back at previous days and go do you know what i didn't do anything for a good hour or two yesterday i sat watching i don't know bit of television or i did x y and z and you sit there and go probably could have got that done yesterday yeah i didn't yeah I, and, it, I and it, an hour scrolling through instagram reels you know well there, yeah, there's an hour yeah. gone i could have gone to the gym for an hour yep yeah definitely so um so just to recap, you've done the pause and denormalize, you've paying attention to your emotions, you're reprioritizing, you're considering any alternatives. And finally, you're at the point where you go, actually, I know what I need to do to make this better. So uh, you've recognized your priorities, you've carefully considered your options, and then it's time to take action. And those actions can be a number of different things. So it could be a public change. Um and that's kind of something that explicitly shows that shift in terms of your colleagues' expectations in you. Um, and that could be like, you know, taking a different role in the organisation that's less demanding um, or shorter hours, those kind of things. Um, or just, you know, going, actually, do you know what? I'm only paid nine to five thirty. I'm not going to do eight till six every day because that's not conducive to my own health, you know, and start actively saying no to people. I'm sorry, I can't do that, you know. Um, and then you've got private changes, which are more 
uh, informal changes to work patterns. So they're things that are uh, not necessarily going to change your colleagues' expectations. Um, and that might mean like self-imposing some boundaries, such as not, not choosing to log in in the evenings and send some emails or at weekends, um, turning down additional responsibilities, you know, that kind of stuff. Making yeah, spending sure that extra hour or two with your kids. Yeah. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the cycle. So, you know, over time you take those five steps and you go, where am I now? Where do I want to get to? Go through the motions, then review it. Is the, uh, You know, give it a month, are things better? No? Okay, let's take it back through it again. Well, like you said, it's it's a cycle. Yeah, like it's yeah. a cycle, isn't it? It's 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 not just a one time thing that you can go. Oh, that's fixed me now because I did it this once. Is your priorities, your stresses, they're ever evolving, ever changing. So your you need to run that cycle each time, and each time they might actually have different outcomes, or there might be different things you need to do to address how you're feeling. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that is that is the five step cycle. Um, I'll put some bump about it in the show notes for everybody because uh, mindful that's just me waffling on for like fifteen minutes about it all. Um, no, it's quite good though. I mean, if the simplistic, if you just look at it from a very simple point of view, is that everybody has to work, and everybody works bloody hard, and a lot of people really put a lot of effort into what they do, and and a lot of the time it's because they genuinely enjoy the work that they do. So they want a good output, they want a good outcome, and they want people to recognise that they do well. Um, and a lot of people that work like that will end up working some pretty daft hours. You know, they'll be picking phone calls up at 10, 11 o'clock at night, or they'll be sitting on calls with clients at, you know, 6, 7 o'clock, and, you know, they haven't had dinner with their family and so on and so forth. And mm. actually, it really does have quite a negative effect on their overall life, but they work hard to get to that point. Um, and I think if anything, if people can find something like these, this, you know, these, this cycle and sit there and look at it and just every now and again, just go, what can I change? What can I do? You know, what, what is it that's causing it? What can I change? It'll be really helpful. And it's not just people that work really, really, really hard because they've got that, you know, I said, your people are really passionate about what they do. There are people that absolutely hate their jobs, work extremely hard anyway, because they need the money. They've got to make ends meet. It's, you know, it's a necessity rather than, um than enjoyment and it's the same thing again is yes you've got to work hard yes you've got to work hard to get the money because you need it for what you know for whatever reason you know um you know pay the bills pay debts look after your family all that sort of stuff but it doesn't stop you from looking through this cycle or looking through these options and going actually do you know what what can i do that will just make things feel just that little bit better and sadly if we're honest about it sometimes they just aren't Sometimes they just aren't. Sometimes people's circumstances are just bad, and there's 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 not a lot people can do about it. But it doesn't mean don't try. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. I think it's you know don't don't just give up on it. You know, and resign yourself to the fact that this is just how it is. Yeah, which a lot of people do. You know, it's like oh well, sod it. That's just life, and it is what it is. Blah blah mm. blah. And that that's a mindset. That's a mindset that. And people go, oh, just just stop stop being so negative. It's not easily changed. Mindsets don't just flick and suddenly become different. Mindsets take a bit of time to alter and 
mold and get back into a good place and having good people around you and reading good information and getting good advice can be absolutely instrumental to changing that mindset i mean i'm not one to 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 batter on about it but you and i have both been involved in training courses that have spoken about mindsets and you sit there when people start going on about mindset and changing it you think oh god here we go again more self-help or another thing someone's going to talk about that's going to tell you how to change how you are and you sit afterwards going well that's bloody good (laughs) yeah (laughs) actually that's not a bad idea you know because it because it can be done and as, as cynical as you may be about some of these chats about mindfulness and all that actually you know after years of of being spoken at about it and being talked to about it and being I say converted there sounds like a religion um being converted it does work it does work it's helped me on numerous occasions absolutely me too me too and, and like yourself you know I've probably done that kind of training now five times in my career um obviously the most powerful was the very first time um however every time I do it I'll learn something new off the back of it, you know, and it might only be one yeah. single slide out of a, a massive slide deck that the, the trainer's giving, but it's that one slide you go, I can add that to my tool bag. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I find really, really good is when you deliver or you talk to, or you explain to someone about certain things, you know, and you, you, you deliver what somebody told you, or you give some advice that was told to you five, six years ago, and you, you give it to a, a colleague or a friend and then they go to you oh, that's really really good i'm gonna go do something with that but have you thought about this and then they've kind of asked a question that you might not have asked about it before yeah and that's that learning that's that learning mechanism as well like this whole mindset conversation these whole discussions that you have with people by talking about it is ever evolving and you learn and gain new ways of making yourself feel better by using other people it's mm, extremely definitely. contagious. It is massively contagious and probably easier between you and I because we do talk a lot when we discuss stuff. You know, you'll sit there and go, but what about this? And then the other person will go, yeah, but what about if? And you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think yeah. about it like that. And immediately you've got a whole new view on stuff. And I find that, that for me, is that, and it goes back to what we talk about, conversation, getting together, talking to people, having that chat, discussing your ideas it makes a massive difference because so many people right how many people do you think do have a good work-life balance few so if you're talking to people at work and you go oh i don't get a chance to do a b and c they'll go oh have you tried doing this you think bugger me i didn't think about that at all what a great idea i mean i have no great ideas because i don't have any get i don't have any time half the time but you know what i mean well interestingly you get to attend a, a training course i'm running in a few weeks time uh, do I? What's that? Yeah, you do. I'm doing a uh, I'm doing a lunch and learn on resilience. Oh, very good. That should be fun. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're generally quite good at delivering these things. So, um, not that I don't know anything about resilience already, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. When's that? Uh, I said. Friday in March, sometime off top of my head. I can't remember the exact date, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Look, I look forward to it, and that's not even me being sarcastic. Good. Good. We almost three years to the date till I did the accountability ladder training and then you attended. 
I know. I know. Although I'd already done yeah. the accountability ladder stuff, like way before that. So. Oh. Yeah, that's why. Well, that was good. That was good training. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is what you get when you've been working for so long. You end up going over the training courses you've been doing for years, and someone's bound to repeat it at some point. You do love Absolutely. your ladder, though, don't you? Yeah. I do, I do, I do love you my do, ladder. You do love your. I do love the ladder, though. The ladder is good. Maybe we'll talk about that at some point. You know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's a good one for an episode. Maybe that'll just creep into season three if we ever get that far. And it and is we don't quite cancelled before we t- then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It is a good one to talk about though, because although we're talking about mental health, majority of mental health and the things that affect it, actually, that's probably a really good one because that that mindset when it comes to thinking about work and stuff that happens on a daily basis or even not work and just your daily life really will turn you around but again that's that's time for another that's that's one for another conversation but um yeah it is indeed it is indeed so right we have come to the very end of season (laughs) one and i'm i mean i'm amazed right that you know, we've gone from an idea to knocking it out for 10 weeks consecutively, right? And just looking back at some of the stuff we've covered. So just a little recap. We started off with a, a Sedja Nan introduction. Then we did a Winter Wonder Nan. Uh, then Make Mine a Nandy and Coke, where we spoke about alcoholism. Then uh, Nan Goals, you know. Uh, then <laughs> Diversity Nan Inclusion, where we were joined by Steve. Um, and we'll have Nan of that. That was another one where we talked about the low testosterone. Um, I gave my my little uh, story. Then we had positive Nan vibes, where we talked about positive mental health. And if I was a betting Nan, our gambling episode. Who knows what And here we are, this one. episode 10. I've got a few ideas. <laughs> good. Just one for the conversation when we stop recording. Good, good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um yeah, I just personally want to thank everybody that's that's tuned in and listened so far. Um, we've had a really, really, really good response on uh, all the streaming platforms. And for everybody that's taken the time to get in touch with us afterwards um, and, you know, talk about their own experiences. I've had some really, really good, uh, good conversations with people where they've kind of relayed what they've been through and stuff. Yeah, and we're hoping to speak to more people in season two where we can start talking a little bit more about our listeners' questions and some some different topics that people might have suggested, which is pretty good. We've got a lot coming up. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of planning to do, but that's uh, that's what we love. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Got a joke? Right. Oh, go on then. I said, have you got a joke? I've got a joke, but have you got a joke? No, but if you tell your joke, I'm sure one will come to me. Yeah. Okay. So um, <clears throat> I really like 6.30. It's hands down my favourite time of day. Wow. Oh, it just get worse, don't they? I mean, <laughs> to, I be mean fair, to be fair, wow. I heard that today and it just made me chuckle. <laughs> you're not even wow. going to repeat that to anyone. The only way you'd repeat that to someone is to explain your disappointment at a joke you heard today. <laughs> I just, I, I don't even know whether that warrants a comeback, if I'm honest. Oh dear! Oh, that's you know, that's, that's, you know uh, my sense of humour fucked. So, yeah, yeah. All I've got is this one that Rick Mail told. I'm just, I'm just thinking about. And he, uh, he goes, um, 
bank robber runs into a bank and goes, stick them up. And the cashier goes, rightio, matey, and sellotapes his bollocks to the ceiling. <laughs> and the thing with that, right, is it's pure stupidity <laughs> for jokes, isn't it? It's like, and it's Oh, absolutely. That's going to appeal to some people and it's not going to appeal to others. You know, it's just how it is, but it's just stuff like that makes me chuckle. Yep. But it's the yeah. dad joke here, isn't it? They're the things that make me laugh generally because they're just stupid. Yes. Yeah, they really are. Really are. Yeah, those little quips and one-liners. I have to up my joking game for season two, I think. In my defence, yeah. I did only yeah. hear that joke today, but I did find it funny. <laughs> Good. Well, hopefully, hopefully a couple of our listeners might find it funny. Well, if they don't, then I've just, I, I definitely need to change my sense of humour game. Uh, but it made me smile. <laughs> I think it made me smile because it was that bad. Yeah, terribly funny. Um, but uh, we've got a, we got a bit of a break now, haven't we? A couple of weeks, uh, probably into the second week of March, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah we're going to take a couple yeah. of weeks off. gives us an opportunity to... Uh, Get some recording done and make sure we've got some good content for season two, all pre-recorded, ready to go, so that we're not uh, rushing around like blue ass flies trying to record them on the fly and get them out on the same week. Yeah, but really, really enjoyed speaking opening and honestly. Yeah, yeah, I I, I (laughs) never would have thought going back this time last year that we would have done this and and be here 10 episodes deep. I know. And, you know, like I said, I think we both said it, we keep on saying it is please, please, please get in touch. If you've got ideas, send them our way. Cause we really want these sessions to be stuff that you want to be listening to. Not always about the stuff that we want to chat about, but there's plenty of stuff we can chat about and we will. But if there's anything that you can think of, please fire it our way and we will talk about it and we will talk about it in the full force of our opinions. Indeed. Indeed. No holds barred. No holds barred. Um, no. I just, I just also probably just like to finish on a congratulations, right? So, our most viewed or listened to episode of season one, barring this one because it's not out yet, was our uh, diversity and inclusion uh, episode. Yeah, well done, Steve. So, uh, Good work. Yeah, well done, Steve. You've uh, you've really drawn drew the crowds in on that one. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. That's uh, I would say we get you a plaque, but frankly, we're both skint and can't afford it. So, uh, I can I can probably knock something up shout out and email it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a scrap of paper, just send it in the post. Yeah, that's Drawn right. in that's blood. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was good. Brilliant. I enjoyed that episode as well. It was good fun, and that's, I think we need more guests. That'll be that's going to be hopefully something that we would aspire to achieve in season two and three is getting a few more people chatting about their experiences. Definitely, definitely. Right, we're on the on the verge of rambling on for hours, so should we? Uh, we'll call it a night there. Yep, yep, definitely, absolutely. So thank you everyone again for joining. Have a wonderful couple of weeks. We will see you uh, at the beginning of March, second week in March. Um, have a lovely, lovely, lovely couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, thanks all for joining. Thanks for joining us today. You can get in touch at sedjournan at onthemend.org.uk or at Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Sedjournan or at On The Mend on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you'd like to donate to the On The Mend charity, 
please feel free to buy us a coffee. The link can be found in our show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will speak to you soon.